I remember one time I was a coworker. He was like an old guy, and he was like, "Hey, I know a bunch of perverted stuff. <laughs> I bet I know more perverted stuff than you do." And I was you like, win. "Okay, I don't care." And he goes, "Yeah, how about this one? <laughs> Anal sex." <laughs> <laughs> You know, when he's right, he's right. I was like, wow, we. Did, did he have like a shit eating grin on his he, face? He was did. He doing, was he doing a bit? No, I don't think so. He was an old guy. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. What if Rachel Dolezal was Yak Estonian? And Jim. Dudes Rock 2021. Today, we cover episode 35, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 35, part two's title is Doug and the Little Liar. (laughs) This is a spicy one, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. Particularly ladies, because, uh, oh boy, we're about to go real in deep on Jim Jenkins and women. Uh, It's weird, man. (laughs) This is... Not just women, though. There are a couple of uh, minority moments, too, that are, uh... Yeah, really interesting. (laughs) This is an episode that's... Got some themes in it that aren't great. <laughs> it's been a while since Unlike we've Unlike every one. other episode of Doug, well known for their fantastic themes. I mean, it's been a while since we've had one that is just like explicitly, hey, women, am I right? You are right. This oh is correct. Oh my god. High fives, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> like Jim said, dude rock. God. <laughs> This is an episode that is just like, it's called Doug and the Little Liar, and it's about like, hey, all women do is they lie to you so you can get their money, your money. Also, it's a minor note, just in the realm of Jim Jenkins can't get literally anything right. She's bigger than Doug is. What, like physically? Physically, yeah, yes. Not little liar. She's, she's and she, taller. And when oh. he's imagining, he's not her telling little lies. The lies she imagines her telling are quite substantial, in fact. That's true. Huh. Doug was a big, fat liar. Meanwhile, oh. Loretta is a little liar. Because women? Question mark? It's dumb. Yeah, huh. Maybe it's like little in like... Oh, she can't do that much harm. Like, except for half the episode is about Doug freaking out over how much harm is being done to him by the fact that his buddy wants to fuck this girl. My God, yeah, Doug thinks like once you do one lie, it's like the mark of Cain, and you can never tell another truth after that. (laughs) Which is the truth, but we try to keep that on the down low. I'm Doug, and this is Loretta. Only one of us tells truth and the other tells lies. Who is it? <laughs> Doug's like, this is an entertaining show. And I'm like, well, that's the liar. <laughs> yeah, Doug's the liar. That's what we know. <laughs> Actually, both of us are liars. I, sorry, we just set this up, and it turns out most people fall for it. I guess. <laughs> Oh, well, so this episode begins with Doug and Skeeter at school. And they say, what do you know? They see a new girl at school. And Skeeter is like, hey, Doug, you should go talk to her or else you're chicken. And Doug's like, no, you're chicken. And they bonk bonk at each other right next to her. (laughs) This is 80% of all interactions between dudes regarding a woman for basically most of their lives. (laughs) <laughs> God, yeah, it's like at a, at a wedding, like the uh, all the best men are standing around the groom, and they're like, "Fuck, fuck, you gotta go talk to your wife." Fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's what that's what we did at different weddings. That's why yeah. we get invited to a lot. It's of hard weddings. to believe we weren't invited back to subsequent ones. Indeed, <laughs> they're just like, man, come on. <laughs> Stop talking about... Stop saying my wife like that. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, in, in a very uh, straight tone of voice. No, like, no inflection. You just say, my wife. <laughs> my wife. Extremely nice. God. Anyway, uh, Doug is like, oh, all right, well, I'm a big man, not like you, Scooter. I'm a, I'm a big, strong boy, and I'm, I'm going to go and do it. Same. So... He walks over to this girl, and his voice cracks, and he introduces himself as Fun Dougie. <laughs> also same. same. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi, I'm Fun Dougie. Uh, Doug Funny. That's, I mean, that's what he introduces himself as in most fantasies. Is, hey, okay. hey, little lady, it's me, Fun Dougie. <laughs> That's probably like how he talks in his in his head when he talks uh, mm-hmm. to Patty, right? Burr, watch out! I'm a lady killer, Fun Dougie. <laughs> oh no, I it's fuck. Fun Punch, Fun Dougie. <laughs> he's like he imagines like when he's remember the one where he was like a a, a '90s rapper when he was wearing like oh, sunglasses God. and a backwards hat. He's like, yo yo, I'm Fun Dougie. Yeah, Fun Dougie is his Stefan or Kel. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Fun Dougie oh. was caught by the cops in a massive cocaine sting. It's really kind of unfortunate. He's rehabbed yeah. these days, though. Yeah, see, uh, he's just like, whoa, whoa, Fun Dougie's been clean for months now. <laughs> you don't want Fun Dougie getting close to that stash, no, sir. Fun Dougie <laughs> now has an entire lengthy series on, like, some third-tier evangelical TV show. Like, even... <laughs> Fun Dougie's evangelical fun time hour explaining to the kids what good morals are. I mean, that's basically Doug, right? Yeah. In retrospect, I've just described that his life went full circle, so never mind. (laughs) Well, uh, we find out that this new girl is named Loretta LaQuigley. Well, which is it? Doug Funny. What's yours? Loretta LaQuigley. You have an interesting last name, Doug Funny. What country is your family from? Um, I don't know. Here, I guess. Note that they don't say America. Yeah. It's still in the air. Yeah, we don't know where this is. This is also weird because, like, in Richmond, Virginia, that's one of the places where people set a stupid amount of stock on that. Like, if your answer isn't England, there's you're kind of a level down on the pecking order. Really? England for specifically? Yep, uh, we touched on this way back in the day, but uh, Virginia was founded explicitly by people fleeing the English Civil War to set up a little feudal society in exile. So if you were one of the icky foreigners back in the day, as opposed to the rightful conquerors owe the land, there's a certain degree of... It's not at all a big thing these days, but if your bloodline does not trace back to the Cavalier nobility, you are... Less important. Damn. Well, Doug doesn't know. So we assume that if he's not all uppity about it, then we assume that he isn't. Yeah. Uh, Well, so she says that, oh, my God, I can't believe you don't know where you're from because my family is originally from Yakistonia. Remember that old place? It's back, folks. We have our first callback that isn't to Quail Man. (laughs) Or the Beats. Or the Beats. We have our first callback that's not by that one guy. (laughs) Or it's, I mean, we have other, most of the callbacks in this show are just like weird little things written on the walls that like no one cares about except for us. Only we have ever read. Yeah, that only the animator staff had to do and the writers didn't have to think about. Right. Well, if you recall, gentle viewer, Yakistonia is the place where Fentruck was from. The guy who was in one episode. (laughs) Fentruck's. Yeah, yes. the one that was about how Doug was worried that this new kid was going to come in and uh, fuck his woman. And, I mean, that's kind of the same plot as this one, too, right? Is that he's worried that this new woman's going to come in and take his best friend, right? Yep. Which she does. So it's kind of the same <laughs> plot for yep. a lot of it. It's very that's much the same up. plot, and it's also the same plot as the one where uh, Porkchop has a girlfriend. Like, what was right. that, episode three? Yeah, something like that. It's been a while. Huh. So I, I, but it's it's weird to me that that same plot is 
is like the only thing that Yakistonia has ever represented. Right? Yeah, where the terror is that the foreign hordes are going to come over here and through the medium of doing the fuck, they are going to sap our culture of all its necessary vitality. This Jesus. is a real old strain of conservative psychosis. Sap me, daddy. Oh my God. Damn. Well, uh, she says that every year she goes back to her family's estate in Yakistonia to go skiing with Aunt Marlene, uh, who is Aunt Marlene is a famous actress, uh, Marlene Laflame. She's in movies. Sick name. Sure, yeah. whatever. Well, she even, in this moment, she invites Doug to go to Yakistonia. Have you ever skied in Yakistonia? Well, no. Is it fun? Oh, you must come there with me and try it. It's not nearly as far as you'd think, especially in Aunt Marlene's private jet. I mean, she's, he's being invited here, right? But I guess that she rescinds the invite later for obvious reasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, largely useless bit of trivia. Uh, private jets actually make that flight slower than the big-ass ones because they don't got as powerful of engines. Right. Well, I guess they have to do, like... Unless Yakistonia is, like... in. The, like how Mexico is the United States. Yeah, like it turns out Yakistonia yeah, and the Yakistonesians, which is still just the weirdest name for a bunch of people, is, are they're just located 15 minutes outside the Bluffington exclusion zone. They might be, because like if they're, they just do like weekend trips to Yakistonia all the time, it can't be like super far away, right? Yeah. Right. Or else they're just going to get like hella jet lagged and they're going to like travel for 12 hours each way in order to have like 12 hours there <laughs> skiing for 10 minutes and right. back. <laughs> sounds great well uh she she also asks she says hey doug who's your friend uh and she walks to like the other side of skeeter while skeeter just like stares straight forward and he like he like jittered a bunch uh, at the mention of private jet, he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, I mean, Skeeter's the one who's really after the money in this, right? If that's the thing that like gets him interested. Yeah, in, Skeeter in, in... is just absolutely enthralled. He is, normally this would just be a dumb double entendre, but it's explicitly called out. He is rock hard right now. He right. is literally stiff. That's what happens. <laughs> he gets literally stiff as a board. Uh... And doesn't, like, doesn't respond at all as Doug is, like, introducing him. He's like, hey, this is Skeeter. And Skeeter is, like, not saying anything. She's just like, oh, hey, cool. <laughs> just staring straight forward, doing nothing. Ocean Priyadna, Skeeter. That's Yakistanesian for pleased to meet you. Yakistanesian is such a marvelous language, don't you think? I speak it all the time. <laughs> well, gotta go. Don't stretchy. Don't ratty. And just, like doesn't care at all that he's just like a fucking stiff board right doesn't matter he's smiling pleasantly at her yeah <laughs> not even at her he's smiling pleasantly into like the distance <laughs> he's not looking at her at all sorry he has seizures <laughs> this happens of course maybe, maybe he's, he's in, the, in the fantasy zone yes that's what i was thinking yes does this mean that doug goes full stiff when he goes to the fantasy <laughs> oh, zone? no absolutely <laughs> He just falls over. <laughs> That's awful, and I love it. Yeah, that must be it. He must be in the fantasy zone. I wish we could see what he's doing. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal here. <laughs> Maybe he's just, like, playing magic cards with her. <laughs> Sick. <gasps> oh, man. Well, uh... As he's, like, he's fully fucking paralyzed, and Doug's, like, trying to revive him uh, until Fentra conveniently comes over from being forgotten about for a full season. <laughs> he's, the he's sorcerer like, materializes, having been summoned by the curse of a woman. Or maybe by Yakistanesian words. He's just like, oh, our language, <laughs> like, our, our primordial <laughs> <My> words. <laughs> And uh, he comes over and he says, speaking of like witchcraft, he says, I have a Yakistanesian folk remedy to, to get him out of this fucking fantasy horny zone. <laughs> Just jacks him off. <laughs> <laughs> As we do in the old country, pulls his pants down. 
<laughs> well, I have to have my pants down as well. It is necessary. <laughs> I, it's, you know, look, I just, I've been preparing for this moment since I met you guys. <laughs> Doug, I've Rolls never... sleeves up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spits on his hands. <laughs> he takes his glasses off. The Popeye theme plays. <laughs> right, his, his, his biceps bulge a bunch, his eyes roll back. <laughs> and then he just wanders off not having done anything. Like, yeah, this right. is the cure. Of course. Well, uh, what he does, he says, Doug, would you please hold his nose? And Doug does. And then Fentrek goes and blows in Skeeter's ear. And inflates his head so it's big and round. Popping his eardrums. (laughs) Seems very dangerous, right? Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Kids, don't do this at home. I imagine kids did do this when their friends got hard. (laughs) (laughs) Just jack them off like a good friend. (laughs) Folks, men. I'm just going to establish the last 30 seconds didn't happen. (laughs) Dudes... Dudes rock. Dudes God. rocking forever. Dudes rock hard. <laughs> well, uh, so, uh, like, so Skeeter, Skeeter can't even remember where he was. He, like, is continuing to talk to Loretta. He's just like, oh, yeah, see you later, Loretta. <laughs> and uh, Fentruck is like, oh, yeah, Loretta. Like, like Doug kind of, like, talks to Fentruck. He's like, oh, man, Loretta did this to him. Like, woman did this to him. Woman, am I right, Fentruck? You wouldn't have to know anything about uh, ancient curses, would you, Fentruck? <laughs> well, he says, oh, of course I know her. The girl who pretends to speak Yakistanesian. And Doug's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) You mean the person who's new in town and said that they have a super rich family member with a private jet and they'll take you on it whenever might be full of shit about something? Yeah, that wasn't the thing that got Doug going. He was like, wait, she doesn't speak Yagostanesian? He's like, (laughs) he totally believes that she has a private jet and goes skiing every every year, right? Oh, man. Well... (laughs) <laughs> yes, Fentruck is like, yeah, well, I mean, she can say hello, and I am very rich, but that's it. You don't really need any other words. Change my mind. Yeah, two good phrases to know. Okay, so she said two phrases in this, right? She said the Ocean Prima Skeeter, which was she said was pleased to meet you, but then she said something else as she left, which was not spelled out what that was. So I assume that that thing was dying very rich. rich. <laughs> yeah. the ancestral farewell in Yakistanesia, die in agony worm. I think it's the traditional farewell of I am very rich. <laughs> also <laughs> acceptable. That's how I end all my emails. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sign off to your boss is just like, you're like, oh, yes, sir, I'll get that done by this afternoon. I am very rich. Love, Sam. <laughs> that or yes, it's please never do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you need just a wink at the camera. <laughs> It's uh, Yakistanesian for like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> right, of course. The words that we will never learn. <laughs> <laughs> if we are telling you to like, share, and subscribe, call a doctor. <laughs> Everybody call a doctor. Also, like, share, and subscribe, please. Of course. Yeah. Well, Doug freaks out. He's like, boy, <laughs> she could be <laughs> lying. People could tell something other than the truth, he said, having forgotten last episode already. I mean, forgot the episode specifically titled Doug's a Big Fat Liar. <laughs> well, this sends Doug into the fantasy zone. Or he beat, oh, it's a big noir scene, and we go into, du- into funny P.I. It's a shame that Dognet was canceled. Right, the whiz kids have grown up and Doug fired Patty from the organization. But he does still have a signed picture of Patty on his desk in this scene. He does. So, like, I think that's because... So, let's dig into this a little bit, because the, the last one was Doug and Patty P.I., and they were the whiz kids. And so now I think they've grown up, and Patty has either been fired from the organization or has died, and Doug continues on the, 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 the organization in her absence. In that fantasy, they were brothers and sisters, so I think what happened is Doug tried to hit on his sister, and she's like, I cannot work here anymore. <laughs> she's like, wait, uh, wait, that's... 
what are you saying there, my man? <laughs> and he was Wait, like, I, I have do to- literally all of the work for us. What am I even doing in a partnership with you? Right. She started a new uh, private investigator firm called WizKid. <laughs> yes. This uh, this entire episode is a good uh, piece of evidence for Doug is alt-right, but uh, particularly this fantasy, because Doug owns the woman with facts and logic, and he keeps a minority in the cabinet. <laughs> yeah. He also wears a fedora. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and and any time a woman shows him any sort of affection, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we all know nobody could have any affection for me. <laughs> well, so in the in the fantasy zone, uh, Doug imagines uh, like basically grilling Loretta on her ability to speak Yakistanesian. Like uh, he's like, oh yeah, see you do. So you speak the language, do you? And she's like, oh yes. And then he's like, well, boobity boobity. He says something in Yakistanesian, <laughs> <laughs> and she says, and then she goes, oh yes, I'd love to, all seductively. And then he's like, well, I got you, I got you, red-handed. Facts and logic, baby. <laughs> You just said that you'd love to drink transmission fluid. In Yakistonia, Doug, transmission fluid means something very different. Yeah, because she does say, she's like, oh, I thought you were inviting me to dinner. And maybe that is like a Yakistanesian, like, uh, uh, you know, pseudonym for go to get some dinner. It's like, because Ventruck had all those yeah, crazy dinner, pseudonyms. Yeah, dinner, that's what I was going for. Let's pretend that was what I meant. Yes, I'd love to. Oh, now that's funny. You just agreed that you drink transmission fluid. Oh, I didn't understand your accent. I thought you were asking me to dinner. But like Fentruck had all those crazy pseudonyms, right? Like he or, uh, turns a phrase. Like you things have that made he would me say. like the happy cow. Milk me, right. Douglas. <laughs> so maybe, uh, would you love to have transmit fluids with me? <laughs> maybe that means going to get dinner. Wink. <laughs> right. Look, Douglas. I am entirely willing to assist you in dropping some dick off. <laughs> right. Oh, it's just calm. I just got it. That's, yeah, that's the transmission <laughs> fluid, baby. It's a fluid that transmits valuable oh. information. Oh, well, he's just like, I got you red-handed. Oh, yeah, sister? Well, it just so happens Fentruck says you don't speak Yakistanesian for beans. Tell her, Fentruck. You don't speak Yakistonesian for beans. And then he slaps his liquor cabinet like a cool guy slaps a jukebox. <laughs> and it slams open, revealing that Fentruck is in there, and he repeats the last thing Doug said verbatim. Yeah, Fentruck <laughs> lives in this cabinet. <laughs> he lives in the liquor cabinet. And then he closes the little top door on his face. And Fentruck <laughs> is no longer in the fantasy. And Fentruck is no longer in Doug, period. Uh-huh. The show no longer <laughs> yeah. contains Fentruck. Yeah, he's like, that's all I need from you, idiot. And he closes the door. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to drinking bourbon. Admittedly, this was the alpha version of this podcast used for me. They just open up the cabinet wherever they wanted a sidebar. (laughs) Which we never did. (laughs) Which is why I had to break out. And now they are subject to my tyranny. Yes, yes. Which is why you're now a valued member of the team, my friend. Remember, rule through terror, folks. It's better than the alternative. No, you're our friend. Yeah, We're friends. We are friends forever. Please don't put yeah. me back in the box. Yeah. <laughs> Get in the box. <laughs> oh, God. The fact what that are Sam- you doing over there? <laughs> the fact that the box was constructed by Sam is, in retrospect, the only flaw in this plan. That's why it's full of liquor. <laughs> yeah, the first box, it only has two walls. <laughs> <laughs> it's very well put together. It's innovative. Yeah. It's, it's, I, only, uh, I use half of the materials as, as a normal box. Yeah, you're we'll disrupting the prison space. You've invented Uber, but for jail. Oh, God. Well, that exists. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he, Loretta responds to this in the fantasy by saying that she would never even think of lying to someone as strong and handsome as Doug. Whom amongst us? 
And she grabs him, she puts her arms around him, and then he, Douglas goes, whoa, whoa, and like lifts his hat up off his head. And he, she's like, besides, your friend's crazy about me. It's just like wild to me that in this fantasy of like Doug trying to own Loretta, he has to say that like she is like telling him that he's a hot, strong, smart boy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's how all all of your uh, mental images should go. Uh Every image should feature the thing that you are currently being upset by attempting to fuck you. This is why Mike Uh, has visions of spiders every night. uh, Not good ones. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so... Spiders milking your prostate. Stop! (laughs) No... Not good. <laughs> so, uh, see, so we come back into the real world after Doug uh, is just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll show you later. Uh, she says, like, they're walking with Loretta. Doug and Skeeter are. And she's like, hey, everybody rides horses in Yakustanesia. And my father's a horse farmer who also writes novels about my horse, Bliggy. Uh, in my notes, I said, "Did she just say horse farmer?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's you don't farm horses. I mean, you kind of do. Like you, you can farm you can, with horses. You can be like a breeder. You can be like a yeah, horse breeder. It's a trainer or a breeder. It's not a farmer. Look, but farmers maybe, for growing food. Unless they eat horses. Look, that's you plant the horse is. in the ground using a shotgun, and then a couple of years later, a horse tree grows out of the body. That's how we get horses. It's oh, okay. That's how we get Bliggy, at least, which is her horse. I don't know. I mean, it probably is. It might be that they eat horses over there. Like, that's the... Yeah. Well, then you don't stuff. say farmer. You say... What's, rancher. What's when, rancher. Yeah, rancher. A, this is also one of those things where giving this way too much fucking credit, <laughs> other languages are a lot less stupid about this than English is. Like, we have 18 different words for the practice of agriculturally collecting a thing because we stole words from, like, 18 different languages to make English. It is entirely possible that in a foreign language, the word for somebody who raises horses is horse farmer. Fair. I suppose that's true. However, it's also established she doesn't fucking speak Yakistonian, so never fucking mind. But she absorbs Yakistonesian culture, so maybe she still says shit like, uh, you make me like the happy cow. <laughs> right? Uh. Who's to say? Anyway, uh, so Skeeter is, like, totally engrossed in this, what she's saying, and just, like, leering at her, not saying anything. It's like Doug's classic move, right? Yeah. This is Doug looking at himself from the outside and he despises what he sees. I think so, because typically this is like how he deals with when Patty says stuff. He just goes like, yeah, that's cool, right? And he's just like seeing Skeeter do this and he's like, oh man, what a loser. Yeah, Doug even like out loud, he's just like, oh brother. And he's just like, oh women, am I right? (laughs) <laughs> just talking, talking. Like, that's what he's yeah. saying. Skeeter has been unfailingly supportive of Doug every time this has come up, but um, Doug, given the chance to reciprocate for his buddy, is just like, no, why are we not talking about me? Right. <laughs> well, we find out that Loretta's dad is also a surfer who holds surfing competitions. And he's like, wait, wait a minute, how can he be a farmer and a surfer? That's what Doug says. Like, it's called a hobby, Doug. Like, of all the <laughs> things you could have called bullshit on in the last little <laughs> monologue there, Doug. Right, right. Yeah, I was surprised Doug didn't say, wait a minute, that's not what you call a horse farmer. <laughs> That's what Sam would have done. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And then she would have been like, oh my God, you're so right and cool and attractive. I was lying this whole time. (laughs) I think that's right. Yeah, Yeah, that about checks out. That's how the story should go. In the Greedy Duck reboot, there will be one episode where Sam self-insert has this episode happen to him. 
<laughs> of course. And then the whole time at the bottom, we're flashing a, 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 a words that say this episode is non-canon. And then fine truck jacks me off. <laughs> and then that, then at the bottom, those words change to except this part. This is canon. <laughs> this actually happened. This is a, this part is the only bit that's real. <laughs> this is the ancient Yakustanesian cure. It is funny to call a hand job like an ancient cultural cure. <laughs> I mean, ancient I mean, cultural cures are weird. I mean, one of the oldest. <laughs> it's like how uh, it's, a, you know, it's a stress reliever. Yeah, for it's my, like for my people, the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh god. This is called the old Jack off a Rooney. Is this like uh, when you when you said in the previous episode that you had to take a bunch of classes on Texas history? Is this what you learned? Yes, I did. You said that Sam Houston did a double grip when he did it. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> he had to because his dick was so big. The story God. of Sam Houston wow. is remarkably good just because he was a man stuck in charge of a bunch of absolute psychopaths and he tried to with all of his power to make them not lose. And he basically succeeded despite himself. Like, it's a very fun story of this guy being like, oh God, why am I in charge of these people? Oh God, this is the worst. No, don't try to defend the Alamo, you stupid asshole. Ah, son of a bitch. I can heavily relate to Sam Houston in the production of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what's a good idea no. if we do an entire lengthy sequence on the Yakistonians jerking somebody off? There's no oh, way God. that could end poorly. Oh, wait, we're all dead. Oh, God, Mike, you're in charge of this. Don't try and defend it, but you kind of have to. You've made your own bed. Mike, you got to tell people this podcast is good. Oh, God. That's right. Doug and the Little Liar, who is Mike, saying this podcast is good. No, it is good. We know it is. I'm you got him the little truth teller. <laughs> oh boy. I'm the big wait. fat liar. Yeah, I, yes. I can't wait for us to get there. Oh god. Alright, well, so uh when they go, they end up, they've been walking to the movie theater. I actually I think they're just walking and then they show up at a movie theater and Loretta's like, hey, who wants to see a movie? <laughs> it just like comes out of them. They just like show up there. The plot says this happens now. Yes, because the, there are some movies uh, they're playing here. The big one that's headlining it is Snowbound, who is starring her aunt, the uh, the super famous actress. There's also Melvin the something and Kung Foot. Yes. The uh, Melvin is good because I think that was uh, about no cousin Melvin because there's like a weird face with like glasses on it who's scowling and I think that's no cousin Melvin. And it's stylized with an exclamation point instead of an eye. It is. So I think it's I think something sinister is happening in the film Melvin. Mm. There's also a movie called The Hand That Throws Rocks. <laughs> and that's, uh, Please remember to review this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> there's one that's just the return of, and then right under it is the barf emoji. So yeah. I guess they predicted the emoji movie. <laughs> yes. Or the return of with the barf face is the Doug reboot. That's like when they go to Disney. <laughs> Doug's first movie two. Right. The return of Doug barfing. God, we're gonna have to watch Doug's first movie for this podcast eventually, aren't we? Oh yeah, yes, let's we get, let's do that as like the transition between the Disney episode and this <laughs> and the, the the Nickelodeon episodes, or maybe at the very end, just like as a capstone project. Well, uh, I think I think the movie actually takes place before the finale of the show. So, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, good. The you canon. Need an extended Doug Cannon. That was what this entire project needed from the start. The canon is more ruined than we thought. Jesus. Oh well, Loretta. They go up to pay to go and see a movie. I th I don't think Doug goes. I think only Skeeter and Loretta go. Mm -hmm. uh, because Loretta is like, oh no, I forgot my purse. And Skeeter's like, hey, no worries, I'll pay. And just like throws a bunch of money on the ground. 
Remember back when it was a very major plot point that Skeeter didn't have shit for money on grounds that his dad didn't give him money? Yeah, that was definitely a thing. Especially, and like, that episode when they like tried to make money because they had no money and they like, like between the two of them, they had like $10 before going into their business opportunities. Yes. Like, yeah. And also like, is it, Doug thinks it's like fucked up that like he's paying for this girl that he likes to go to a movie together. Doug is like, why would you ever do that? This is standard fucking <laughs> operating procedure, Doug. Like you could maybe make the argument that these days that'd be weirder. But like back in the 90s, extremely, if Skeeter doesn't do this, he's an asshole. Right. She didn't forget her purse. What's the purse, <laughs> Doug? Yeah. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like she had to drive to get here, Doug. He's like, I didn't see her with a purse at school, though. Trap sprung, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. I mean, this tells me, like, more and more that, like, when Doug invites Patty to dates, he, like, makes her pay. Yeah, remember? Wait, remember when they went on the Ferris wheel and uh, Doug was like, one, please? This checks out. Yeah. Oh my god. He definitely made her pay for Bunk for Carmania. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Whatever. Oh. Dog's well. the kind of guy that like makes the woman pay and he says it's feminism. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, well, you want equal rights, then you gotta pay for everything I do because it's back pay for all the time I tried paying he's for girls. He's definitely one of the guys that's like, well, if they want equal rights, why can't I hit them? Right, oh god, he's oh, Doug boy. is definitely that guy. Like the first like, thing that he jumps to. <laughs> yeah, if that's your brain, the first thing you jump to, you got you gotta reevaluate your life, man. Yeah, you got fucking problems if that's the first thing you jump to when when the question of why can't women make the same money as me is, well, it's because I can't hit them. Like, whoa, dude, holy shit. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta kind of a long get your priorities. There because the only gotta, way to, like, there's an assumption that the only way somebody else can gain rights is by you yourself losing them, which is just this right. weird ass zero sum bullshit. It's fucked up. Support, like, it's support honestly kind of ties into how this episode is going so far because Doug feels very attacked because his buddy is having a good time with somebody who's not him. Mm-hmm. Who, wait, somebody else who tells inane bullshit stories that have no real point and he's taking pleasure in them. No, you're supposed to be listening and rapt attention to me while I talk about fucking Quail Man. <laughs> right. God. Well, uh, Loretta is like, oh, of course I'll pay you back later. And I think that's the thing that really gets to Doug. He's like, she ain't gonna pay him back later. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> God. And so Doug is like, wow, she's taking advantage of him in this, like, one instance. He's like, wow, she's, she's such a gold digger, he thinks to himself. Digging for gold in the pockets of an 11-year-old. By going to the movies, he imagines the, he like goes in the fantasy zone and he imagines Loretta at a ski resort and like she's being shown some skis and she's like, I love them. This scene feels like it takes a thousand years. I love them. I'll take them. Oh, Skeeter, darling. Uh Uh-huh. I really love these. What, the skis? No, silly. These mountains. And if it ended there, okay, you got in, you told the joke, you got out. But instead, it then continues on for another, like, full minute of Skeeter listing off the things he could maybe sell to try to make this all work out. And then at the end, he's just like, okay, fine, I hate to see you cry, I'll make myself bankrupt and I'll buy you the mountain. Well, maybe if I sold everything I own and get my parents to sell our house and... Then maybe I could get a job on weekends or something? I... Oh, Skeeter, you're a sweetie. Oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie. 
One of the things he specifically says he'll do is that he will get a job on weekends. And to me, like, I think that they're just making a joke of like, oh yeah, he's 11. But to me, this also reminds me of the times of like, oh, you just you just got to work at a restaurant in order to pay for college. That's all you got to do. In fairness, by the 90s, that wasn't true. But Jim Jenkins doesn't know shit about the 90s. He's talking about the 60s. <laughs> of course. Oh, man. Yeah, well, she's like, oh, Skeeter, thank you for buying me this mountain. And Doug, like, then this this cuts out of the fantasy to Doug. He is pacing in front of his garage at home. And he says, I've been thinking all afternoon about how to stop this girl from taking advantage of Skeeter. <laughs> He spent the entire afternoon just fucking gritting his teeth and getting pissed that this girl went on a date with his friend. <laughs> oh, man. Well, normal con- stuff. Yeah, very extremely there, normal. Right, folks? At least this episode shows that he's dumb and incorrect. Yeah. It- uh, eventually. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Well, wouldn't you know it, as Doug is freaked out about somebody lying, he hears somebody yelling, liar, liar, from Dink's house. (laughs) Which is probably not an uncommon occurrence, but this time it's not in Tippy's voice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And Dink has apparently purchased a lie detector. This is a dystopia machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He has purchased an auditory lie detector. And he shows that it works by saying, Hello, Douglas! Nice weather today, huh? Lying, lying, lying. Well, what do you know? It works! But it's nice out. You can see that it's nice yeah. out. <laughs> yes! It's like a like a little, like, slightly cloudy blue sky day. It's like, a it's really fine easy out. joke. Nobody's wearing jackets. And they fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> it could be raining. <laughs> but no. <laughs> There's also, like... Nope. Okay, this is your sidebar for the day. Oh, boy. Lie detectors are almost entirely based on witchcraft and magic. Like, they don't <laughs> actually work. They can measure some physiological responses related to anxiety. But if you tell the truth and are anxious because, oh, I don't know, you've been hooked up to a bunch of wires and there's some people staring intently at you while you do it, everything comes off the same way and they can't tell whether something is the truth or a lie. There's also the time-honored statement that the way you beat one of these things is to clench your asshole. That works. Well, I mean, the difference is what it is is that it measures the difference, right? It measures the difference between, like, they take a baseline reading, like, and that's why they ask you, like, both truths and lies and stuff. So if you were completely uh, calm the whole way through, it doesn't detect anything. And if you are terrified the whole way through it doesn't detect anything the thing is functionally speaking like it's one of those pieces of technology where you can use it to get the result you want and basically nothing else i'm pretty sure the guy that invented wonder woman also invented the lie detector machine that now you're fucking with me no (laughs) No, that guy did a bunch of really shit Is that why you made the lasso of truth? Yes, that's why you you tie somebody up uh, and they spill their guts. Oh. uh, That's more of a bondage thing than it was. Oh. And oh, by the way, dude was very into bondage. Well, that was clear from all the Wonder Woman covers. He was very into bondage and also he was in a polyamorous relationship with two women who fucked one another a lot more often than they fucked him. Honestly, honestly, respect. Yeah, like he dude did what he liked and he drew comic books about what he liked. That is a dude who rocks. Yeah. <laughs> God. Well, that's why he invented the lie detector. Oh, man. So he says, he's like, hey, I've, I bought the Truthomatic Industrial Strength Lie Detector and I got a great deal on it. And the thing says he's lying. Ha <laughs> ha. It's him. a gag. Because he can say very expensive right after that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the setup here. It's the catchphrase. Yes. <laughs> and he tells Doug that he looks down in the mouth, <laughs> which is not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so Doug uh, starts to tell him some stuff. Let's say you had a friend and someone told this friend a lie. 
and your friend believed it. Oh, Douglas, I'm sorry. I lied about being captain of my high school football team. I was just the equipment manager. <laughs> and Dink is crying, and so is Porkchop. <laughs> They're both crying at this realization. <laughs> this very this affected Porkchop a lot more than it did Doug. Clearly. Doug is just kind of sitting there like, wait, what's happening? Wait, somebody just told a lie that I didn't care about? Okay, <laughs> why would I do anything? Incidentally, he doesn't draw any conclusions from this. At least he doesn't draw the right conclusions from this. Right. Because he, he doesn't, like, say, oh, wait, Mr. Dink lied and he's my friend. So maybe even if Loretta is lying about speaking perfect Yakistanesian, maybe she's not a terrible person. Maybe she can be my friend like Mr. Dink. Nope, because that would involve Doug to reflect on his emotional reactions to other people, and those are just the bedrock foundation of reality. He cannot be, he cannot give people the benefit of the doubt until they prove themselves. Everyone is guilty to Doug until proven innocent. Instead, the conclusion that Doug draws is, wait, being caught in a lie made Mr. Dink feel really bad. Surely this 11-year-old girl will have the same reaction as the weirdo whose shed I wander into periodically. <laughs> yeah. It is funny trying a man, a man trying to impress an 11-year-old by saying that he's a jock. <laughs> <laughs> that he I used mean, to you, be a jock. You try and tell us that you're a jock all the time, and we're I basically 11-year-olds. <laughs> so. True, but on the other hand, he could bench press both of us, so there is yeah. kind of a balance there. But he says that he watches Doug while lifting weights, which I know isn't true. Those are separate activities. (laughs) (laughs) You have to focus too hard on both of those things. Right. I can't take notes and lift weights at the same time. Exactly. You'd have to be a nerd to do that. (laughs) Right. I can't read. Only nerds can read. Oh, yeah. Well, and also even in this, like, so, and like you say that he, he pulls the wrong, uh, uh, like, uh, kind of lesson from this, Doug even forgives him. He's like, oh, that's fine, it's fine that you lied, and Mr. Dink is like, oh, I won't lie again, and the machine says that he's lying. Which, okay, that one was a good gag. Right, but also then, is like... And then he breaks the machine. <laughs> right, yeah, he just smashes the machine with his fist. He's like, fuck this thing, it gives away all my secrets. I'm not plotting to overthrow the government, Douglas. <laughs> and then the machine is silent. Well, or no, it, it says liar when he says I'm not. Yeah. Then he looks yeah. at the machine very intently and the machine just starts the lighting up and then realizes, nope, I'll be quiet. Right, right, right. <laughs> the ghost in the machine knows who bread butters his bread. Well, so this realization that maybe uh, people can feel guilty if they're lying... This puts Doug back into the noir fantasy. And uh, him and Skeeter in their uh, detective costumes are walking Loretta back to her mansion. And they they say goodbye as they reach the door. And then Doug is like, hey, my mother always said that you should see a lady to her door. That's what we just fucking did, Doug. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> But I think in this, he's basically demanding to come in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is not what you should do. <laughs> no. Pro tip. Pro tip. You should not demand to be let inside someone you've just met's house. <laughs> or anyone's house, Let for that matter. Let me inside the house alongside my buddy Skeeter. Let, let us let in. both of us in. It's that Eric Andre, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to watch the two of you fuck. Oh, God. I'm going to eat all your Hot Pockets while you guys go somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the Hot Pocket Inspector, baby. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm the Hot Pocket Bandits. (laughs) Do you get satellite TV? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you have Fox News? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I hope you don't have veggie pockets in there. I only eat the pepperoni pizza once. I'm going to need to use your toilet. And by use your toilet, I mean I'm going to destroy your toilet. Yes. My my mama always said you should destroy a lady's toilet. (laughs) Not quite sure why she told me that, but I've taken it to heart. She said it's efficient because it uses less water. She works the recycling center. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't an innuendo, because if it was an innuendo, it's horrifying. I can only understand literal truth. I'm Doug. Doug has been talking to himself for like ten minutes here, and they're both just staring at him. Right, they both like left to go back to Skeeter's house while he's just like standing in front of her door. Where demanding. are the hot pockets? <laughs> Skeeter's house has trash hot pockets. I've told him for years. I need to watch Fox and Friends. <laughs> the friends get on in twenty minutes. I gotta get prepped up. I gotta get all diaped up. <laughs> oh my god well so so she's saying like no it's cool like i'll i'll just go inside and skeeter's like okay that's fine but doug's like don't be a chump valentine <laughs> don't respect a woman's boundaries valentine that's cuck shit he's just like don't be a fucking simp valentine <laughs> god Oh my god, it's basically who Doug is. Doug is that, like, portrayal of a awful guy who says that kind of shit, right? That yeah. Twitch chatter. Yes! That, that's also one of the weirder, like, just strains in noir, is that, yes, all women are fundamentally alien, hateful creatures who only seek to use men, which is right. kind of fucked up. To use or be saved by men. And it's usually a combo of the two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like Catwoman's whole character in Batman? Yeah. And <laughs> it's also really bad there. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Anyway, so Doug is like, all right, I'm going to just go inside your house. I'm not even going to wait for you to open the door. Well, this is my house. See you guys tomorrow. Yeah. See ya. My mother always said you should see a lady to her door. No, I'll be okay. You guys go on. Maybe your mansion's just messy, Doug. Don't be a chump, Valentine. And he starts pulling the handle of the door. Like, he doesn't even turn it. He just, like, yanks on it. It's like, this is how doors work. Doug starts furiously tugging at a knob because he's frustrated <laughs> about his buddy and his girlfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh shit, he does. And then Doug falls for the old inflatable house trick. <laughs> that classic trick when a woman pretends to live in a house when it's actually a bounce house. <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we, fellas? Indeed. She's Which like, I no. A bounce house. She, I know, right? She's like, no, I, contra I contracted this thing from Discovery Zone. <laughs> and then the next lines from her are fascinatingly shit. Yeah, she 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 pulled the house deflates, right? She like he like pulls the the handle and the house like pops and deflates, revealing a pile of diamonds and nice clothes. Oh, Skeeter, he's right. I've been lying to you. <laughs> I don't really speak Yakus Tunisian. I'm a I make boys fall in love with me and then take them for all they've got. I'll just go now. You have defeated me with facts, logic, and my inflatable house somehow. I guess I'll just go die. But I still have diamonds and furs, so... Which I will leave <laughs> don't here. leave these here. Yeah, I don't need these anymore, I guess. But hey, would one of you guys be able to spare some change for a taxi? And Skeeter's like, nah, I get it. I'm here with my bro. Take a hike, lady. We'll jerk each other off. Thank God my friend's single now. <laughs> Doug Close gives, one. And Doug gives him a thumbs up. He's like, hell yeah, brother. I gotta go. She's gotta go back to Discovery Zone. <laughs> Try to negotiate the deposit back. Try <laughs> yeah. try to give him all these diamonds and furs for her deposit on the bounce house. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, Doug is like, "All right, I got it now. All I have to do is corner Loretta with facts and logic on with Skeeter on Monday after school." Okay. <laughs> And Porkchop is there, too, and he is reading a book, <laughs> as he does. Once again, huh, that's weird. 
He's sitting upright on the couch reading a book. Oh, man. Well, it just so happens that Skeeter calls Doug from the mall. He says, I'm just calling to say goodbye because Loretta is buying a ski outfit for our trip to Yakistonia. And... Doug, like, screams into the phone. He goes, wait, Skeeter, don't give her any money. (laughs) Dude. He's like, Doug is like, yeah, my ex-wife got all, she ruined me on our divorce, dudes. This episode has powerful divorced guy energy, which leads me to wonder about the writers. The real terrorism is alimony. That's what is going on. He's just like, Skeeter, she'll never pay it back to you. Skeeter, you're just (laughs) investing money in the interest of spending time with somebody you care about. (laughs) How dare you? Skeeter, don't ever be nice to someone unless you're promised something in return. (laughs) I will be real and say that there are plenty of cases of people just taking someone for all they're worth, and those cases suck. But also... Doug, seriously, dude, you're basing this in its entirety off of this girl lies a whole hell of a lot at the age of 11. And he's basing it on that she's not completely fluent in Yakistanesian. Also, she told a bunch of really transparently obvious lies. We don't know that. She, her dad could be a horse farmer. Her dad could, you know what? You know what a way that could they have easily could have proven this? Go to her house. Yep. Like, like they they never go to her fucking house. Well, right? Yeah, he barely has it. any lines in this, and the episode is ostensibly about her. Right. <laughs> and and you know, frankly, she never claimed to be perfectly fluent in Yakistanesian, right? Like Fendruk says that she pretends to speak Yakistanesian, but I. I doubt that like he actually like cornered her and was like no way you don't actually speak I mean, that. that part like, i absolutely do by half and just as a matter of she tries to say something and yakistanesian to her and she's just like uh he tries to give her the classic yakistanesian line of you like my transmission fluid yeah <laughs> he tries to invite her to dinner by saying would you like to have some transmission fluid and she, and she goes, responds like he said something weird. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? It's a classic line. Honestly, given um, some Eastern European situations, yeah, we speak the same language. We're also from two different subcultures within that country that fucking despise each other. Right. Like, ah, oh, yeah, she is from West Yakistonia. We are sworn to destroy them. I mean, that's kind of true because Fentruck is from like super old country. He's like, he's like, he's kind of like, for you, so we saw those picture of his family. Yeah. I think he might be like Amish, right? He's like super old country. And she, her aunt is a fucking movie star billionaire, right? So they're yeah, probably. Like this is the East Germany versus West Germany. Yeah, we're both absolutely traumatized by the events of the Cold War. Right. Oh my god. Well, uh,. So Doug is like, wait, don't give her any money. And uh, Skeeter in the other line, in the the other end of the phone is like, hey, it's okay. Her aunt will pay me back. And then hangs up the phone. He's like, I gotta go. We're flying out very soon. And then Doug gets fucking pissed and races to the mall on his bike. He gets so mad that he slams, he crashes his bike into the bike rack at the mall and destroys his bike and flies off and gets a concussion. (laughs) The end, no moral. Right. Well, Doug races into the mall and and he finds Skeeter and before anything he just screams, Loretta is not what she seems. Uh, okay. Do you got anything to follow that up with, Doug? Because... Not really, because because Skeeter goes, oh, Doug, or no, Loretta goes, oh, Doug, is something up? And then Doug goes, you know perfectly well what's up. God damn. This entire scene is just so viscerally uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, and both Skeeter, neither Skeeter nor Loretta get upset at Doug being a little shit here. No, they don't give a fuck at all. Even though Doug is like, you know, I didn't want to expose you, but I know you've been lying because Fentruck says you don't speak Yakistanesian. Turns out Fentruck actually doesn't speak Yakistanesian. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> making it up. Oh, so Loretta is actually gold digging Skeeter, an 11 year old. Yes. She, yeah, exactly. Well, she goes, You're right, actually, I don't. And Doug looks smug as fuck. He's just like, mm, yeah, So right. Dude's rock, am I right? <laughs> yeah. This is also, I will give this part of the episode credit for while they don't make this the proper moral they should have. Yes, you've just owned somebody with facts and logic. It changes nothing. <laughs> right. Nobody has ever given a shit about that except for certain isolated cases. In interpersonal dynamics, it's a matter of what narratives, what kind of emotional attachments people have to one another. And if the facts and logic prove to be unsatisfactory, it's okay. We'll invent more. Like, <laughs> there's a very old, like, I'm... Kind of, not that uh, modern events have uh, focused me on something else, but as opposed to relationships, cults. <laughs> there is a very well-known phenomenon where people who are tallied as more intelligent are harder to get out of cults. Because once you've made the emotional investment into the multi-level marketing scam or QAnon or Scientology or whatever the fuck... You are smart enough to continue to reinterpret all incoming stimuli in the context of what you've been told to believe. It is very... The problem of getting somebody out of a cult is not owning them with facts and logic. It's finding a way to get them to a place where they can emotionally escape that position. Yeah. You are not going to facts and logic this guy out of giving a shit about new girl he's met. You actually have to find a way to speak to him on the levels of emotional reality. You might say that feelings don't care about your facts. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this is unfortunately the truth in most of human interaction. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Doug doesn't know how to do either, though. Like, he doesn't yes. really know how to talk in feelings because he just has his own. The upcoming bit is so perfect because the 90s are this time of, like, it'll reach peak uh, psychosis in the West Wing. But it where was this whole idea that, yes, we finally reached the point that now, for the first time in human history, everything is based on pure facts and reason. The only way to reconcile... This girl who's been telling just absolutely obvious dog shit lies. And, okay, so you're reacting to this. The attempt of, okay, your buddy is kind of falling for this. How do you handle that? Fortunately, Jim Jenkins, in the voice of God, is going to step in and solve this little problem so nothing bad happens in Bluffington. Yeah, I don't think she's telling a lot of dog shit lies. I think that her dad is actually a surfer, and I think that her dad is actually a horse farmer. I'm 100% and he's also a champion novelist who writes novels about her horse. Yeah. And also, her aunt is this famous movie star who is going to fly them out to ski, in which they do, in the foreign country she's from, constantly. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And that she can speak the language. All of that is absolutely 100% fact. Yeah. If any normal 11-year-old told this, it would obviously be a lie. But Jim Jenkins got himself into this mess, and so to get out of it, well, what happens next happens. Yeah, she's all like, she's all telling Skeeter that she told him that one lie so that he would think that she was cool. And Skeeter's like, yeah, you are cool. All right, time to pay for these clothes. <laughs> and Doug, Doug straight up goes, Skeeter, wake up. There isn't going to be any ski trip. There is no Aunt Marlene. It's all a bunch of lies. He's just like, wake up, sheeple. <laughs> And then, what do you know? Aunt Marlene is here now. And she says that Skeeter's cute and still makes him pay for the clothes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there is no Aunt Marlene. Aunt Marlene! Ah, Loretta, darling, there you are. This is your little friend. He's cute. Well, we'd better get cracking. I told my pilot to be ready at four. <sighs> Skeeter drops a fucking fat stack of cash on the counter. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> ski like, clothes ain't fucking cheap. He's got a huge pile of skiing clothes, too. And he drops like $300 on the table. Yep. <laughs> doesn't, even ask, doesn't even ask for change. He's just like, keep the change, baby. I'm going skiing. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then he hops into a private jet with her and goes off on a ski vacation with somebody he met literally the day before. Who he hasn't met her parents and who he never probably told his parents that he was going with. And he, they're going on an international vacation with a private pilot. <laughs> Skeeter is getting human trafficked. Her screen name is Marlene LaFlame, but her birth name is Jislaine uh, Maxwell. <laughs> oh god <laughs> well skeeter is grinning like a maniac in the plane and he is totally into it and then doug is writing in his journal outside as he watches the plane fly away and First he says time he's been writing his journal outside of his room <laughs> yeah and he says he says this in an incredulous voice, which is very crazy to me because he's like, wow, I actually maybe have learned something this time, right? Like that's, his tone is very important here, I think. He says, Dear Journal, I learned an important lesson today. Never judge someone too quickly because even if they don't speak Yakistanesian, they still might be speaking the truth about everything else. Okay, like... Uh... <laughs> He also says he also says he will never judge anybody ever again. And then the lying, uh, machine, and then the lying machine says that he's lying, <laughs> and they laugh and laugh because obviously he will judge people again. Obviously. Yeah, this the moral here is weird because everything about uh, her presentation. Suggested, yeah, this is a girl who lies all the time. Okay, fine, whatever. Kids can be like that. But no, Skeeter is still genuinely into her, and it's possible to be into somebody who is just constantly making shit up. This is not an uncommon affliction. But the decision to, no, actually, she does have an aunt who's a mega-famous movie star who's going to take you on an all-expenses-paid skiing vacation after the first time you met her like uh okay yeah i mean it's basically saying that the only uh justice is truth right like that's that's kind of what Doug except is for taking. the lie was okay that she was telling before because the other truths were more important because wait no it's because it's okay that she lies to you as long as she doesn't impact your finances <laughs> I guess, except for he doesn't get paid back. I mean, he doesn't yet, but we assume that maybe when they're in Yakistanesia, he will. Maybe maybe that's where she keeps all her diamonds that she'll give to him in payment. Like her international I, bank account. This one confuses the shit out of me because... It feels like they were setting up to tell a completely different story and then swerved at the end. What do you think they were trying to say? Like, the story they felt like they were trying to tell was, okay, yeah, this girl's full of shit on a bunch of little stuff, but what matters is that, no, they do care about one another, and... Oh, right. Yeah, as a, as a result of that, yeah, you aren't happy about it, but deal, kid. Sure. Nope. Whereas <laughs> what they ended up going with is, hey, actually, maybe her aunt is a mega-famous movie star, and her dad is a surfer, novelist, horse farmer. Maybe the answer, maybe the moral is, hey, it's okay because she's rich. <laughs> maybe? <laughs> I, I really, I really think the biggest thing here is that, like, that one lie doesn't matter because she's not impacting you financially. Like, because she's able to pay you back for the money you spent as on her. As long as she's not a gold digger, it doesn't matter what other shit she tells you. Yeah. As long as you're still horny for her. Dudes rock 420. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a hell of a dude's rock moral. I think it is. Oh, sweet. <laughs> also, uh, fantasizing about your friend's girlfriend coming on to you because you're questioning her is cool, good, and normal. Right, definitely. <laughs> God. And the Discovery Zone house is the best house. Yeah, the Discovery Zone house is necessary if you're running a gold digging op. Oh, God. All right, well... Let's cut this one here, folks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.